This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Ashok, thank you so much for speaking with Knowledge at Wharton today. It's a great pleasure to speak with you at the AI Frontiers Conference. It's really an honor for me to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great. Uh, I wonder if we could start with just a little bit of about your personal journey. Uh, how did you get interested in uh, AI and data sciences? Uh, uh, love to know about your experience both at Verizon and at Intuit. You know, it's an interesting story. Uh, in some ways, you might say it was predestined. My father was a mathematician and a statistician uh, of uh, good repute who worked in many areas of information science, experimental design, and so forth. So I had that culture. But when I was quite young, he bought me a book on artificial intelligence. And he told me during the summer that I had to read it. And so, of course, being the good son, I took it and I, I read it in the university library. And it made a tremendous impact on me because I realized that since I was a child, I was always interested in making things do things for themselves rather than doing it for them. That was just kind of a way of, of thinking, even playing with toys, I remember, that I used to think about things like that. And uh, AI seemed to be the way to do it. Well, I ended up reading that book and thinking about it, but frankly, I put it aside and I went about my journey in electrical engineering. So I got a PhD in electrical engineering. And I focused on signal processing, control theory, and uh, those types of fields. But towards the end of my education in my PhD, I became interested in machine learning. And that was really the junction where I started to work in machine learning and neural networks and, and bringing ideas from signal processing and time series into it. And then that got me into the field, and I've been in ever since. So you, um, so Intuit has... 42 million customers. Uh, when you look at their financial data, uh, what insights do you get about the kind of challenges that young people and especially small companies face today, the kind of economic challenges they face? The challenges are extraordinary, and you don't really have to look into a vast data set to see it. If you look around what's happening in our country and, in fact, in, around the world today, what you see is that people are trying, and some are successful, and some are at the borderline, and some are, frankly, not as successful as they would want to be. And as you look at that and as you understand what's happening in the economic fabric of our society, what you see is that oftentimes people are trying their very best, but they might be lacking immediate access to capital, or they might be lacking immediate access to knowledge or to mentorship or to market forces in order for them to be more successful. And one of the key challenges, and I think one of the great opportunities we have at Intuit, is to help bring those types of insights to individual users so that they can do better and have a better understanding of how they can manage their finances, whether or not they be professional finances or small business finances or personal finances. So I'd like to come back in a bit to the small business part of it. But when you look at individuals, especially young people, what are some of the 
things that Intuit has been able to do to help them deal with these challenges uh, using AI and you know, machine learning? And it's, it's so interesting. So if you look out into the economy right now, you see the gig economy coming up. Right. And people are spending more time, young people and uh, older people are spending more time doing work for Uber, for Lyft, and for other companies where they are parceling out their time in order to get a job and, and in order to work. And we're building technology to help those people. So in QuickBooks Self-Employed, for instance, this is an entire platform that we've built, which has AI behind it, so that, for instance, if a person is driving for a ride-hailing company, he or she would not have to go through and say, this was a business trip, this was not, this was business trip, when they're doing their finances and their tax categorization. The machine does it for them automatically. And it takes a good deal of machine learning and AI and data to enable something like that. So that's just one of the ways that we're helping people who are in the new areas of our economy. Uh, and, and if you look at um, small businesses, uh, of course, through QuickBooks, you've had access to small businesses for a long time. How is AI changing the way in which you are able to help small businesses with some of the challenges you mentioned? So it's interesting. If you look at small businesses today, many of them have the need for quick access to capital in order to make payroll, in order to buy inventory, in order to make the business run. And as they look out and they look for loans or other opportunities to get money, it's actually very difficult. We have an AI-powered service, which we call QuickBooks Capital, which allows people who are small businesses to get rapid access to credit so that they can pay their bills and, and drive their own business forward. And if we do this at scale, it drives the entire ecosystem forward. So this is one of the most exciting areas because it requires relatively little work on an individual's part, on a small business's part, in order to get access to that. And we're very proud of the results here where about 60% of our um, uh, the, the, the members that use this service would not qualify for capital from other sources. So this is a, a way we're directly helping people out there. So does Intuit provide the capital itself or does it facilitate their getting money from other financial institutions? So it's a combination of both. It's a, it's a process where we're um, doing facilitation and also providing ourselves. But the long-term goal is to do it through others. The, uh, in dealing with uh, small businesses, of course, one of the big challenges is always the credit history. <clears throat> Uh, and and uh, I wonder if there's been this move, especially by some of the fintechs, to come up with non-traditional measures of credit scoring. And I was wondering whether uh, AI has enabled Intuit to do some of those things and what some of the lessons you've learned might be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the models that we use to understand a person's uh, past history and to make those credit recommendations are based on AI. It's a combination of methods uh, that we bring together. Uh, we bring together rules as well as statistical learning in order to make that happen. And it's very critical that these things be done as close to real time as possible. Mm -hmm. Because what we want to avoid is a situation where a person applies and then waits for such a long time that the capital and the value of the capital is actually diminished. 
how, how do you position what Intuit is doing uh, to what some of the traditional banks are doing? Do you see other banks uh, using AI in the same way that Intuit is doing? I think that the financial industry in total is starting to see that AI and machine learning and, frankly, in the past, business intelligence and data analysis are critical and mission-critical activities. And I think that's exciting for not only uh, those of us in the business community, but also for those people who are consumers of these products because it enables faster, more direct, and much more uh, high degree of personalization. How would you uh, position what you're doing at Intuit relative to some of the fintechs and especially some of the peer-to-peer -peer lending, lending groups? Our uh, approach is one that's very customer-specific. Mm -hmm. And we tend to think about things from the customer's need and then build outward, rather than starting with a technology and then trying to build it forward. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what this does is it focuses us on the immediate problems that small businesses and consumers face. The fact is that the technology might have some similarity with what others are doing, but the origination of it is really from uh, a deep understanding of the customer's problems and what we can do and how we are uniquely positioned to solve that. Does AI help you to manage risk uh, better than uh, previous uh, technology did? Indeed it does, because one of the things that's happened, if you look over the last 20 years or so, uh, there's the advent of data. There's also the advent of a tremendous number of rules, not only in the past 20 years, but probably since credit started right. uh, many hundreds of years ago, rules on which we can um, make credit assignments. Well, what's happening is that we're starting to bring these two things together so that it can provide a better solution for the end customer. And that's one of the unique aspects of the work that we're doing, I think. Uh, how do you benchmark what you are doing with AI at Intuit against other financial institutions in other parts of the world? Uh, I've, for example, in China, uh, you know, uh, quite a few of the Chinese uh, uh, companies like Ant Financial, etc., uh, or even Tencent, uh, through the WeChat uh, feature, have have uh, made huge strides in in uh, using AI. I was wondering how how you do 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 you survey that landscape and how do you benchmark yourself against those initiatives? Yeah, absolutely. So we keep a, a constant eye on what's happening with our competitors and our uh, partners, and uh, in order to make sure that we're having the right balance of mix of technology and so forth. What I would say, as far as benchmarking goes, is that we have a, a, a multi-fold activity happening, multi-prong activity, in which we're not only focused on, let's say, risk, but we're also focused on security security, we're focused on governance, but then for the outside world, we're also focused very much on products that can be enabled through chat interfaces, through interfaces that are alternative to the tr traditional GUI, and this gives us a differentiated portfolio, and mm. each of these elements can be uh, powered with AI, machine learning, and statistical methods, and that gives us a very rich portfolio most importantly to help the end consumer. Uh, <clears throat> uh, 
uh, I've been reading uh, Kai Fu Lee's book on AI superpowers. I believe he's also speaking at the uh, AI Frontiers conference. Uh, one of the things he mentions is that he thinks that Chinese companies are in some regards uh, uh, moving faster, further ahead than uh, American companies. And I was wondering if you agree with that assessment and uh, if so, uh, what, what are some of the lessons that can be learned from some of the innovations you're seeing in China? Yeah, there's no doubt that artificial intelligence and machine learning are at the forefront of entire nations. R&D activities, um, certainly in China, certainly in the United States and other parts of the world. And so you'll find that there are pockets of activity where uh, different parties, different countries, different researchers could be leading. What I think is very critical in all of this is that we maintain the idea that within the developments that we're doing, and now I'm talking about the AI community at large, regardless of the country that uh, it's originating from, that the AI technology be powered in such a way that it helps the end consumer and the end business person or the end user in, in the most effective way. We're at a situation now where that is not necessarily taken for granted by everyone. And I think as a practitioner of AI, as a person who's done research in this field, in the field of machine learning specifically, I think it's very important that we do that. And as we do that, and as the community does that worldwide, it's going to bring us to a very good uh, outcome. I mean, one of the companies that I was very interested in learning about was a company in China called Smart Finance which I understand is using AI to make uh, micro loans to, to small uh, borrowers. Uh, and I was wondering whether you think Intuit might also uh, be looking at uh, using AI for micro uh, microfinance. Uh, is this something that you are thinking about? We're thinking about um, a number of different ways to help end consumers. The specifics of whether it would be a microloan or not are, are things that we're uh, considering right now. But what I would say is that as we look and cast our uh, uh, vision out to understand what the key issues are for consumers and small businesses, if it's something that we can do that's differentiated, you can be guaranteed that we're thinking about it. Because the company, if you look at its origin, mm. about 35 years ago, was extremely customer-driven. So it was really trying to solve immediate customer problems and building the technology to do that. And so when you run things that way, it's, it's very likely that the things where there's market demand for, where people have that urgent need, we're going to be there to address it. Uh, how do you see the relationship between uh, financial inclusion uh, as a result of AI and financial education? Do you think uh, that, that, that there is a role for the two to play together? I absolutely think there is. Let's look at it as follows. When a person is starting up or running a small business, let's say that they've decided to open up a new dry cleaning service in Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio. Well, when that person makes that decision, 
they need to have the best data, the best tools available for them to run that business. That's a startup for them. That's that's their enterprise. That's what's going to bring the money home to to help their family and their children uh, be successful. So in that context, the way we're thinking about it is that we have tremendous data and also the ability to extract insights that would be relevant. And that helps that person make better financial decisions. It helps them bridge potential gaps that they might have in their financial literacy or education so that they can make better financial decisions. In the old days, this was done through mentorship. So that person might work with somebody else who ran a dry cleaner, let's say, in another city or nearby, and they might compare notes in order to do it. Well, our society isn't quite built that way anymore, and so this is another way that we think we can bring that level of knowledge and expertise to individuals through a high degree of personalization that's that's essentially powered by AI machine learning and data. Uh, that's that's great to know. Uh, we've talked quite a lot about all the things that AI can do. Uh, what are some of the things that AI cannot do today, but which you hope it will be able to do over the next few years? What's the next big breakthrough that you're looking for in the future? The conversation that you and I are having this moment is not something that an AI system can do. Mm -hmm. And to say that that's something that's desirable, that's something that we can discuss at another time. But I don't think that we should assume that artificial intelligence capabilities are going to be able to do what humans can do as well as humans can do it. I think as the builders of these technology, we need to see where those technologies are best used and best suited and then tailor them for those and to drive that. So I, I really feel that the realm of creativity, the realm of music, art, poetry, of literature, of the ability to converse as a domain that humans are going to be able to uh, uh, work in and operate in for a long time. Not to say that AI doesn't have a role there, but I think we're going to be uh, very well suited in those areas. Great. One last question. I think I've, I've run through all the questions I had, but is there anything uh, about the way AI can be used to solve complex economic problems that I should have asked but I haven't that you would like to mention? I think that one of the most important things for people to remember is that artificial intelligence is a tool that can be used for many purposes. Here we're trying to think about ways to use artificial intelligence to power prosperity for the current and for next generations. And those people who are interested in that as a domain activity, those people who are interested from a technology perspective, I think they need to come together to think about how to solve these big, grand challenges. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't solve these challenges, if we don't figure out ways to help power prosperity around the world, we're going to be worse off for it as a society. And that would be the message that I would like to give to people. Ashok, thank you so much for speaking with Knowledge at Wharton today. Absolutely. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.